This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is sponsored by ArtBase. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? We think so. Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. You just enter your data once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com now to learn more and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Hope everyone's doing well. Over the past year, we've spoken at length about several aspects of the art world and how they've been impacted by the pandemic. But one area we haven't touched on is art financing which is the idea of taking out loans against artworks you own. So that may be artworks in your collection if you're a collector, or artworks in your inventory if you're a gallery. The concept is still a pretty niche one, even within the art world, but it seems like it's being considered by an increasing number of people lately, especially at this moment when interest rates are so low. So we wanted to chat with someone from the industry about the latest trends in art financing, as well as how it's been impacted by the pandemic. So in this week's episode of the podcast, we're joined by Joe Charalambos, president and founding partner of TPC Art Finance, a firm that delivers tailored art-backed lending services to the global art community. We hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me. Of course. So I think the art financing industry is very interesting, and it's really an under-the-radar aspect of the art market. It gets covered from time to time in news stories, but a lot of people really don't understand how it works and how prevalent it is. So I'm hoping we can discuss some of these areas with you in detail. But before we begin, tell us a little bit about TPC Art Finance and how it fits in with the art financing landscape. Sure. So we set TPC Art Finance up in 2017, uh, really with the goal of making art financing a much more accessible and approachable product. Um, If you looked at the sort of landscape before we started, it really was private banks making loans above $10 million. And then there were some specialty lenders that really focused on the higher end of the market, you know, starting with loans above $3 to $5 million. Uh, So we wanted to make art lending available to a much broader client base than what's currently being served. Uh, and we've done this with us in a few ways. Um, one of the ways was to uh, make loans as low as $500,000. Um, and that way uh, you could, you know, you, we found that a lot of collectors didn't always want to borrow five or $10 million at a time. Sometimes they only wanted you know, 500,000 or a million. And we found that there weren't many lenders that would actually facilitate that. Um, we also broadened the type of artwork and the artwork values that we accept as collateral. So um, whereas other lenders might accept loans with a minimum value of one million, our typical minimum value for artworks as collateral is a $100,000 minimum, um, really broadening who we can lend to and making the service available to a much broader audience. That's interesting that you're willing to lend relatively in the lower end of the art market compared to other lenders at least. And that may lead to the ability to work with more potential clients. So your positioning within this field is pretty fascinating. 
You know, on the podcast, we've talked to a lot of different areas of the art community to understand the pandemic's impact. How did things unfold in the art financing area when the pandemic initially started and where are things now? Yeah, so surprisingly, um, the, the art financing market, especially for us and speaking on, you know, from our perspective, it remained really stable. And um, looking at it from a portfolio perspective, when COVID first hit and became apparent that it was going to be a longer term issue in March 2020, uh, one of the considerations really was uh, how will our clients do in this time? Um, you know, our clients being a specialty lender, uh, you know, private banks typically serve uh, clients that have high net worth, uh, illiquid, sorry, liquid assets. Um, our clients tend to be more of a sophisticated entrepreneurial type that, that even in regular times had irregular cash flows um, and incomes. So we were concerned about how they would be impacted and therefore how the loans would be impacted. And also we were concerned about how, um, you know, art values would um, generally be affected by COVID. Um, but as you know, as, as things unfolded, art, you know, auction houses were able to adapt and collect, collectors were able to adapt and uh, you know, go digital and buy things digitally. And art, the art values, when we compare them from 2019 to 2020, from what we found, there was a slight dip, but nothing major. Um, and art values generally remain fairly stable. Um, and then our clients, uh, you know, with the exception of a few cash flow issues, which we were easily able to navigate, um, fared the COVID fine as well. So, um, you know, on the whole, from a portfolio perspective, um, COVID didn't have a huge impact on us. Um, interestingly, from a demand perspective, we found that there was, you know, a new t reasons for borrowing. I think if you looked at before COVID had, uh, had arrived, 90% um, of the loans that we were making were to collectors buying more art. Um, and when COVID hit, we found that there was an increase in requests for collectors that were planning to sell their art during COVID. So during COVID, and then when it hit, they looked at, you know, this unstable environment and said, I really don't want to sell in this time. Um, of course, they were selling uh, for a particular reason and they were you know, looking to get those funds out for a particular purpose. So art lending became a really viable option where they were able to get the liquidity they needed um, and wait for a better time to sell their artwork. So I think uh, from a demand perspective, um, COVID had a slight increase um, in, in its effect. And then from a demand perspective, from a um, portfolio perspective, it uh, it was relatively stable. So on the whole, um, the COVID didn't have a huge impact on the lending market uh, from what we saw. It does feel like there's an opaqueness to the art financing space. Most people, even within the art world, aren't familiar with the specificities of it. So to what extent is art financing a part of the art world and has its presence in the art market increased significantly over the past few years? Yeah, so what I found is that one of the bigger challenges in the art financing space isn't necessarily demand for it, it's actually the awareness of it. Um, a lot of the collectors that we work with, um, many times it's the first time they're ever taking an art-backed loan um, because they didn't know that they could. Um, and I think this comes down to a few reasons. I think um, if you look at, if you speak with a lot of wealth managers, uh, auction house specialists, lawyers, generally any sort of advisor, um, a, lot of, a lot of the problem is that 
awareness isn't a key factor. So they haven't um, really been exposed to art lending before. They're not necessarily comfortable speaking about it because they're not sure about the options that are available. Um, and I think as awareness grows, I think art financing will become a much more um, you know, utilized service in the art market. So I think it's got its place and I think it's continually expanding as um, as awareness grows. Um, and I think that's kind of what the, uh, why people consider it somewhat opaque, really because they're not, not sure how it works, uh, how it operates and what the process is to get a loan. You know, if we, start to give you an example, I, we had a request recently from an art advisor whose client wanted to take an art loan um, the advisor had never made a loan before and, and never gone through the process. And after going, after discussing the situation with them, we were able to provide a loan in, you know, three to four weeks, um, in that situation. And they were really surprised at how simple it was. And I think as advisors and other collectors, uh, utilize the service and they're familiar with how it works, I think you'll find that the awareness and the opacity will start to disintegrate and it will become a much more regularly utilized service uh, in the broader context of the art world. Who are some of your main clients? What are their roles within the art world? And are there any new audiences you feel like have a lot of potential that you're just starting to gain traction with? So our clients uh, tend to be um, the more entrepreneurial type. Um, so small business owners or just general business owners, uh, gallery owners, um, real estate developers, private equity investors. It's typically um, high net worth individuals that uh, have their assets stored in more illiquid assets. Uh, generally, it's a client base that isn't really isn't really served by the private banks because they don't have the illiquid, sorry, the uh, investable assets that a private bank can manage. Um, so I think they make up the majority of who we work with, and it's a it's a group that's very transactional. They buy art regularly. Uh, they like to you know, take advantage of opportunities as they arise, and they like to use um, lending services like ours that can provide quick access to capital uh, when they need it. I think when you look at the biggest opportunities, I think one of the areas that is most um, promising to us is, is gallery owners and dealers. Um, we really find that most galleries are still not utilizing art lending as a viable sort of, you know, long-term solution to their liquidity needs um, as they maybe could be, um, particularly as they are businesses that have a lot of their assets stored in art, um, which are otherwise, you know, illiquid unless they sell them. So I think, I think in the future, you'll see a much greater demand from galleries, um, and that's where we expect the biggest growth. What are we seeing in the broader economy and how is that translating to the types of interest rates you're able to provide borrowers? Yeah, so the rates being reduced um, definitely allowed us to pass this on to our clients. Um, we also found that as rates reduced, um, it really brought out more demand from potential clients that hadn't in the past considered borrowing. Um, with rates so low, uh, we, I think it generally increased demand across the board for jet financing in general, not just art financing. And can you walk us through the process of actually getting an art loan? So let's say there's a collector considering obtaining a loan against one or multiple artworks in their collection. How does that process work? Yeah, so one of the things that we um, really emphasized when we started the business was, was to make the process as streamlined as simple as possible. Uh, we can really break it down into three stages. 
Uh, the first stage is the consultation where the client lets us know what they need and shares the artwork information with us. From there, we, we do our research into the artwork to make sure it's viable for a loan and put together a term sheet. Uh, once that's been signed, uh, we then go on to the second stage, which is the due diligence stage. So we carry out our due diligence on the borrower, which includes a soft credit check and a background check. We also then carry out our due diligence on the artwork, and that involves an appraisal and a condition report. Once that's been completed, we go to the final stage, which involves the logistics, and that, that means moving the artwork into storage if it's not already in storage, and organize the insurance. We simultaneously put together the contracts, and once they're executed, uh, we fund the loan. So the entire process typically takes two to four weeks, uh, and we hold the client's hand throughout the process to make sure they understand what's going on. And what's the duration of a typical loan you're giving out? So the loans that we make, uh, they're typically on a shorter-term basis. So we make loans typically from 12 to 24 months. Uh, in certain situations, we can go slightly longer, um, but the average is 12 months. Joe, we appreciate you coming onto the podcast and chatting with us about what you're doing at TPC Art Finance, as well as sharing some trends in the art financing space. I think this is an interesting area to watch over the next few years as more people become aware of the borrowing options that are actually available to them. If our listeners want to learn more about TPC Art Finance, what's the website they can visit? It's tpcaf.us. Perfect. Thanks again, Joe. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. We want to thank ArtBase for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist, studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. All you do is enter your data once, and you use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and a bunch more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used in the cloud from any location on any device. So go to artbase.com now to learn more, and be sure to mention our tactic for a 15% discount.